You're listening to the No Gray Areas podcast with Patrick McCullough. We welcome back J.J. Parma, a 21-year Navy SEAL veteran. Let's jump right in as they continue the conversation of getting uncomfortable. J.J., we're back. Uh, if anybody didn't hear the first episode with you, I encourage them to because you, you kind of unpack uh, your story. But 21 years, Navy SEALs. Yep. Then I'm just finding out, we were just talking before we turned these mics on, that uh, you went to Harvard as well. I did. I did. Yeah. I did. We were talking yeah. about how I was an overachiever. You're an overachiever yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I why, why did you go to Harvard? So, um, because I was underprepared. I felt underprepared. I couldn't say I was underprepared. I was, it, it's, it's, you, you felt it's, it's, it's why do you differentiate that? Yeah. You said you felt, but I felt underprepared transitioning into the civilian world. And, you know, although I had a bachelor's degree, master's degree in financial management, 21 years of the teams, combat tours, um, leadership to the nth degree still felt under its typical seal mentality. Yeah. Never enough, never enough, never enough. Yeah. And I, I, I looked at my resume and I go, this isn't good enough. This is not going <laughs> to, this is not going to cut it. Meanwhile, yeah. most people are going, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? But I did. I, I went to networking events, found my way to this program, went to Harvard Business School, graduated, became an alum, and uh, still felt underprepared. <laughs> Oddly enough, still felt underprepared. Yeah. Yeah. You just want, you wanted to, when you transition, you're so, it's comfort zone, right? We talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. It's getting out of your comfort zone. Still scary to go into the civilian world. That, that leap into yeah. the civilian world was a, was a big change in 20, yeah. after 21 years. Comfort zone is so important when we talk about, well, well, really anything, but especially leadership, right? Because the typical person or the typical organization wants to feel comfortable. And what leaders have to do is they have to get a group of people to jump over to this next step right. that might be. A, and and w- what I've said in the past, I, I'm not, I've read it somewhere, I'm sure, but we burn the platforms because people will stay here to be comfortable. Right. And the only way you can get them to move is you got to burn the platform. Right. That's why I'm right? a big fan of doing everybody else's job right away. Going around, moving people in an organization to train, cross-train in everybody so else's they, job so they at know. least for a week. Yep. So they know, and they know what's out there, and they know what's available, and they know if they can take the jump. Maybe they want to get out of their comfort zone. They Otherwise, you're right. They're in a silo, and they have yeah, no idea. They stay there. And they're just happy and content with yeah, that. Yeah. And that's where people get stuck, you know? Yeah. And, and there's no growth. Yep. Not, not, yep. not just professionally, but that's personally. Just, yeah. And, we're no not, and not just as leaders either. Right. Like, it's anybody, unless you get uncomfortable, right? right? It's, I mean... It's the whole idea of if you're going to improve physically, go work out, you are actually putting your body through discomfort. Right. Right. Stress. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I got to go back here. uh, 21 years, Navy SEAL. Tell me your worst day and your best day. So the worst day we talked about in episode one, I think, I think, um, no, I'm sorry. It it gets worse. (laughs) Believe it or not. Yeah. You you just, that's kind of, that's probably the story of a SEAL's life, right? It gets worse. Well, look, so it's, this is an interesting story, and I, I, I don't know that many many guys share this particular timeline, but 2005, Operation Red Wing, right? So Marcus Luttrell, Lone Survivor, that whole thing. I won't, I won't rehash the whole, you know, the, the movie's actually pretty good. It's pretty well done. Um, Morgan Luttrell, Marcus' brother's a good friend of mine, still talk to him today. Um, he's running for Congress. Let's give him a push. Mm-hmm. He's a great, great yeah. dude from Houston. Um, I watched from Baghdad the helicopter go in to rescue um, Marcus Luttrell that day on a predator feed, black and white, get shot down and roll down the canyon um, to where ultimately I lost four really, not only teammates, but good friends. And that, I remember watching that being helpless, standing there full kit with 16 other guys and watching that predator feed and watching that helicopter roll down and just the lifeless burning fire 
that was at the the bottom yeah. of that canyon. Yeah, probably the worst. Nothing. You probably the worst day that I ever had. Yeah. And then you think it can't get any worse, and I can't make this up. August sixth, two thousand eleven, I was in Iraq again. Oddly enough, when Mark Schaefer, Adam, mm -hmm. now Admiral mm -hmm. Schaefer, was in charge of a squadron in Afghanistan when that helicopter Extortion Seventeen got shot down in Afghanistan, and we lost thirty-one mm -hmm. special operators including one combat dog named Bart. And so I couldn't believe that this was actually happening twice. Yeah. And I was in Iraq. I mean, what are the, what are the chances yeah. Yeah. on two of the on biggest losses long. of life we've ever had in the SEAL teams? Puts in the so perspective of my day. bad days. That, <laughs> yeah. puts, that, that helps me. That puts in the perspective yeah. of the bad days I've had. I haven't had a bad day like that yep. in my life. And most so, people shouldn't have to go through that, no. right? That's not no. a normal thing no. to lose 31 people that, yeah. and then to lose four friends. In yeah. It's, it's well, that's, that's why I think it's so important to thank veterans, to thank people that are willing to do that, even if they didn't see that or go into combat, but they were willing to because they joined first responders, all of it. You get, you guys put yourself in those situations. Something other, something bigger than you. Yeah. That's how I describe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it when stuff like that happens. Yeah. Do you have a best day? Um, every day was the best. Honestly, every day yeah. was the best day. Yeah. I mean... You're, you're with, you're with these, this, these type of, I mean, it's just, you feel at home. And so the, the question I get all the time is, what do you, do you miss it? I don't miss the institution. I miss the guys. Just being Man, with I've those guys, no matter that. where you're at, you could yeah. be in a village in Afghanistan in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And if you're with six team guys, it's the best time ever. Yeah. Honest to God. I yeah. think back, uh, there's no one particular day. They're all good. Yeah. Yeah. The laughter, the camaraderie, the brotherhood. You Did you ever read Stephen Ambrose's book, Band of Brothers? I have. No, no. You, you would probably enjoy that book. Love yeah. that book. But the whole title is based off of that idea. So it's the 101st Airborne starting yeah. World War II. Yep. That's what all these guys are writing. The, the survivors. The survivors are all writing about that. Just saying there's a there's a band of brotherhood. There's right. a connection that you have that you just can't get almost anywhere It's a glue else. that you can't manufacture. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. you can't remake. So tell me about, you were, you right before, again, we, we put the, turned these mics on, you were talking about two sayings on the wall at Bud's. Yeah. <laughs> so the greatest one is when you walk through the headquarters building at, at the center, at the training center at Bud's, you walk through those front doors and you turn around immediately and look up on what used to be the grinder. Now we talked about Bud's is gone now. It's yeah. getting a remake. They're going to put the grinder back and they'll put the signs back up, I'm sure. But you turned around and the, the, the one saying that, that hits home, and I, I still use it today, I have coins made that actually say this is the only easy day was yesterday. How true, I mean, how true is that, right? So good, yeah. The yeah. only easy day yeah. was yesterday. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's so powerful and so simple. And you go, yeah, well, and again, a comfort zone, you're right. Well, we did it yesterday. Yeah. And now we got to drive on. Now, now yep. the, our next challenge is going to be hard. Yeah. Only easy day was yesterday. The other one is that it goes with what we talked about in the last episode too, which people need to go back and listen to. If they didn't hear it. Do hard things; they make life easier. Correct. Right? Like, the, yeah, yeah. Right. Good. Second saying. Second saying: that which does not kill you only makes you stronger. I mean, where was that written? Uh, you know, I, I think the Spartans may have said. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it comes from Spartan days. Yeah. Uh, maybe it comes from a philosopher. I, I don't yeah. know, but it's brilliant. I mean, it's really the truth. And, and that was written that, on that same wall. That's, that's on another wall as you walk across the as you walked across the grinder. So you saw those every day. The students would see those, right? Pain is temporary. Pride is forever. I think that was another one on the wall yeah. on, on the other side. Um, students would see that. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it as a, as a candidate. Only easy day was just every day you yeah. walk outside of that, and it kind of triggers you. Like, yeah. Okay, we made it through. Yeah. You know, you take buds. Six months of, of hell. Yeah. And you take it day by day. 
Yeah. You have to. You cannot take it in chunks of the future. You cannot look forward. You take it day by day. So every day you walked out, the only easy day was, and God, isn't that the truth, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and even it, 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 it spills over into combat operations. God, you come off, you know, we laugh, we joke. Humor is one of those, one of those characteristics I speak about. Humor, comfort zone, humility. Um, humor, you got to have humor. I mean, even in a firefight, you, yeah. you'd be surprised. Some of the stories I could tell you about laughing. Yeah. Uh, just Someone who's not in your boots wouldn't understand that sometimes, right? Be yeah. Because it's not normal. I have some friends that are first responders. <laughs> and whenever, I, when they get together and I'm with them and... You know, sometimes when you're in a tragic situation and what, you know, they're joking together, you're going, how can they be laughing at this time? But it's right. critical, right? Right. right. It's yeah. part of that glue, right? It's yeah. part of that glue to com camaraderie. And you have to be able to laugh yourself out of these situations because that which does not kill you only makes you stronger. Yeah. In the moments like that, we roll, you roll out of there and you go, okay, well, we didn't die. So yeah. we just learned a whole lot about life yeah. in a whole short amount of time, right? Yeah. It's like, it's amazing the life lessons you can learn in combat. Yeah. Oh, it also could be. Uh, as I, you know, mentioned, it's tragic. You know, there's some tragedy in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You gotta take it. Again, not, not for everybody. So, so speaking of tragedy, you said something upstairs when we were talking earlier about a black flag, which I didn't know this, that you said when someone raises a black flag, which again is a reminder to anybody who's listening that doesn't understand what, what people in the front lines go through. Right. Uh, tell you, us about you the black flag. The, you pull down the old American flag that's waving proudly above your, you know, outpost, compound, call it what you want. Um, when that American flag comes down, the black flag goes up. It says to the enemy, signals to the enemy, we're going to die in this spot and we're going to die fighting. Yeah. And anybody that comes here, we're going to we're going to try to eliminate. Yeah. Um, and that the black flag is 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 basically game on. Yeah. It's game on. This is for real. Yep. This is life and death. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Buyer beware when you yeah. step up there. Yeah. Which again, I think, uh, as I've said several times, this is why I just have great respect for the courage for people to go into the, the military and serve in any way. Even if they never see combat, they were willing to put themselves in that place. But I think the typical person, even myself, I've read a lot about it, but I've never been in those situations. But I have tremendous respect because you, you guys purposely and willingly put yourselves in those situations because there was a higher call, higher cost, right? Something greater than yourself. Yeah, something greater than yourself. You, you have yeah. to, and this is what I'm talking about. This is what I tell you, guys find the SEAL teams. The SEAL teams don't find them. Yeah. They seek it out. They find it. They want something yeah. greater. And that goes back to, you asked me that question, I think, in the last one. Um, well, how did you find out about the military? The, the, uh, the, I just had this underlying just just desire to serve, to do something. I, as, as an individual under, you know, under the grace of God, I just felt like a, a small speck. What am I doing? How am I going to change life? How am I going to make an impact? Yeah. I, it's about yeah. making an impact. Yeah. Um, you know, from womb to, oh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be that way. Probably it's, could be a disease. <laughs> yeah. Could be a curse. I don't know. Who knows? You could write a book on some of these phrases that you're using and unpack them when you say something greater than yourself, right? You said that several yeah. times. I mean, that's, that's good. Parenting is trying to teach a kid that from right. the time they're, they're young. Like you're yeah. not the center of the universe. You're not the center of the world. There's something greater than yourself. Right. That's right. Right. That's just yep. being a healthy adult would be understanding that truth. Being a great leader means you're not just understanding it. You're absolutely living that out. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And this goes to organizations, sports teams, especially sports teams. Yeah. Sometimes these guys just don't get it. Yeah. They just don't get it. Yeah. They're out there for their contracts. And, they, and how, you know, it's a turnoff to yeah. people. They want to see teams. You remember the days where the teams oh, yeah. would be posted and maybe one individual would change. That team was in it for something greater yeah. themselves. 
Yeah. No individuals. Oh, I lived in Chicago in the early 90s. I went to Chicago for uh, school, lived there in the early 90s. So I watched the Bulls, the, you know, the yep. team that won six championships. And that's what you're talking about. You had a group of people that were saying there's something bigger than ourselves. So, and, so what, one of the greatest sports examples on this is the night. I, I, this is in my speech. If you're, if you're, I'm speaking in Vegas, by the way, on the 29th. Are you really? Uh, it's to a union, but I'll have you in there. Um, I, I talk about the Dallas Cowboys front line, 1995. Last time they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Can you name any of those guys? Do you remember any of those names? I just remember they you were. You probably known. remember I Troy Aikman. Remember for their no, yeah. Probably remember Aikman. Yep. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Yeah. Right? Nobody remembers the front line. Yeah. Those guys were unsung heroes of that team. Yes. They didn't care. They didn't do the interviews after. They didn't get in front of the camera. They opened up holes that you could drive a 757 yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. And they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And nobody really, nobody talks about it. Yeah. And I, I think, used to I argue think adamantly with my friend at that time who was a huge Dallas fan. And I'd say, Emmett Smith, he's got he's got people, which I do believe Emmett Smith was one of the greatest oh, yeah. running backs of all time. Yeah. Phenomenal. But at the time I'm young and I'm just arguing with my friend, but I was I would point out he the front line, but like you said, I can't name any of them. Nope. Yeah. There's something greater than yourself. Yep. Yeah. Those guys were unsung yeah. heroes of the, of the team and they didn't care. They didn't want the glory. Yep. Wasn't about the glory. Well, something else that you were taught and trained for, right, is adapt and improvise. That's one of the words, the phrases that yep. you used often. That's true in life as well, isn't it? Completely true in life. Who knows what's coming the next day, right? Only easy day was yesterday, adapt and improvise. If that yeah. was a follow-on saying, that's what would be behind that saying. Yeah. I mean, in the field, I, we were talking about special operations. You're dropped in. You have a, you have a plan, but we all know, we know <laughs> what happens yep. to plans as soon yep. as you hit the ground, yep. right? Yep. Adap yep. There, that is the life of a SEAL, adapting and improvising. There is no script. So all your training is basically training you to recognize that you're going to hit the ground and... You're prepared to it. Yeah, you're yeah. going to flex. Yeah. And you have to flex in life. Things don't go your way. Yeah. Now let's think about that. Yeah. Nothing goes according to plan. You, you know, yeah. everybody has this image, right? Your uh, girl's got to get married. She's got to get married on the altar. But we're going to have a great. And, and the kids, we all know that that plan doesn't play out for 99.99% no. no. of us. Yeah. You, you've got to be able to flex. You yeah. cannot be rigid in your thinking and your thought process. You will be like this. You have to open your aperture and you have to get out there and move. Yep. And you... It, People get stuck and they get stuck and they, this is, I think a lot of depression comes from this. I think a lot of anxiety comes from this. Well, what happened? What happened to my picture? Right. It's gone. It's not the picture yeah. I had. It's not what I, yeah. Right. Get over it. Right. I hate to sound, you know, I don't want to downplay it. Get yeah. over it. Yeah. Like you yeah. got to move on. Yeah. Because if we were all stuck like that, we'd be in a whole world of hurt. I think a year ago or so I posted something on social media. I said, you and I have no idea where we will be or what we will be doing. 10 years from now and, and living, I turned 50 this year. I've just realized that in life. I've, I've had all kinds of plans. I did like, you know, when I was leading organizations, sometimes I put together a five-year plan. I realized a five-year plan is almost ridiculous nowadays. Yeah. And, and I would probably rewrite that quote now and not put, we have no idea where we will be or what we'll be doing in 10 years. You could probably say a year from now. You might even say a month from now, right? right. Things are constantly changing. Yep. Adapting and it's okay to have, a it's okay to have a plan, yeah. right? You got yeah. you have to just realize it's not going to go that way. Yeah. Right? And that this is adapt yeah. and overcome. Which, which it, you as a SEAL, then you were trained that part of the plan, like we have a plan, but part of the plan has to include adapt and improvise. Right. They used to say, plan your dive, dive your plan. Explain that. Plan your dive. We'd, we'd plan a big, long dive. Yep. And then you dive your plan because in diving, you really can't go. But stuff happens, right? Stuff happens. You have to adapt and overcome. You're yeah. underwater completely changing your bearing, yeah. which throws off an entire dive. Yeah. 
But you, the, the saying is dive, plan your dive, dive your plan, yeah. knowing it's going to go, it's yeah. going to go to hell in a handbasket really yep. quick. Yep. Um, yep. And such is life. And by the way, we have control over this much of it, like zero. Yeah. yeah. You just have to deal with Except it. Your attitude. Right. Yeah. What you do. Right. That, right. Attitude is everything. Yeah. And got to keep it positive. For sure. As soon as those negative thoughts creep in, you're done. Which again would be part of the training, right? That's part of, of what you're trying to eliminate when you're going through the training is you're trying to get people that can, they'll, they'll have the right attitude in right. that situation, the right Trained perspective. Yes. Train to success, not to failure. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So um, really quick, we're getting toward the end here. I want to ask you two truths and a lie in a moment. <laughs> but before that, one of our first times we met, you were saying that as a, as a Navy SEAL, people are always asking you like, yeah, when you were diving underwater, you must have seen whales and sharks and crazy stuff. You were like, not that cool for what, what, what sea life did you bump into? So my kids, my kids ask me that every, almost every day still. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. They don't take the answer well. I never saw, I saw a sea lion when yeah. I was doing a bud swim, five yeah. miles, a sea otter yeah. swam next to me and my partner, all the way down to Imperial so Beach all Pier. all those dives you've done over the years, that was it. I've been waiting to see a shark. I've been dying to see a shark. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Nothing. And I have some hours underwater, yeah. let me tell you, because yeah. we used to dive a lot. And I, I can't, I don't have any great, I have nothing to tell you. I know that, I know <laughs> I we that. had, a, I know we had an SDV, a, a SEAL delivery vehicle, those little mini subs. Yeah, yeah. We had in Hawaii, one of my buddies told me a story that they, they went in because they get in that vehicle and they drive, and the water's a lot clearer down there at night. Yeah. And they would, they would drive one of those subs and then boom, they see this eyeball. I'm sure it was exaggerated, but they, the guy went like, you yeah. saw an eyeball. Some they big stuff ran there. right into a whale. Jay just pulled up in the SDV and I, I would have loved to have been there because oh, I yeah, always yeah. wanted to be. But can you imagine? I mean, it's scary enough going under an aircraft carrier. We trained on an aircraft carrier. And when I say it gets darker than dark, yeah, you think you're in dark water until you get the shadow of an aircraft carrier. Yeah. And somehow black becomes... So you were telling black. me... You There's were another telling me level that. of black that I didn't even know existed. Because when you're, when you're doing that, when you navigate, you have one person on top of you, right. Right, right? And yep. you're just reading the navigation. That's right. One person is... But as you get close to a, a piece of metal like that, magnetized, that you know when you're close to a carrier. First of all, from that, it gets darker. I don't know how. You put that that attack board goes away, that compass, because it's useless, and you just stay yeah. on that bearing yeah. and kick out, and you're gonna. Yeah. It gets darker and darker. <laughs> I can't make it up. Darker, and then until you see this massive hull underwater, you know it's magnified 25 times anyway. Yeah. That's got to be that that that's got to be intense to be underneath there. Uh, you want to talk about you're yeah. short as a breath, and you're on a Drager, and you're breathing oxygen, and you just uh, in awe. You want to talk awe? It's like the the only wonder of the world when you're under there, just looking at the hull of a carrier. Yeah. Never mind the screws that are in the back. Like yeah. we had to practice on these things. The screws, one of the one screw will fit in this room. They have four on a carrier. Did you ever? You, were you ever? Oh yeah, to, we had yeah. to we had to go down and place you know improvise yeah. um, explosives on the thing. But um, it was all in training. But yeah, I, I have a. I remember hanging on the screw in my buddy just just for fun because I'd never. Been, I mean, it's massive. Massive. <sighs> wow. Wow. All right, so uh, we this, this is ironic because we're talking about no gray areas, but we have to finish with this two truths and a lie. People have <laughs> listened to you now two two episodes. See if if we can guess this. Two truths and a lie. Those poor people. Okay. <laughs> I only had to pull my reserve parachute five times in my career in twenty one years. Okay. Eight hundred plus jumps. My favorite vacation spot is a place called Hamamet. Yeah. And I was Frankie Avalon in singing Beauty School Dropout in the play Grease. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going to go with that last one being a truth because it's just so I could see you doing that. That, that is true. You, you did that. That, okay. is, that is true. That was okay, good. So I, I'm now I got a 50-50 chance on this last one. And I'm going to say uh, pulling the chute. Okay, so 800 plus jumps. I never had to pull my reserve. Not once. Wow. All free fall. Wow. Yep. Okay, so Still maybe away. some of the listeners got it right. I, I, I missed it. 50-50 yeah. chance and yeah. lost it. Okay. So, JJ, where can people find you? Let's say there's someone that wants to, I mean, you're doing some speaking, yep. you're doing some consulting. How could people I get do, a hold I of you? I do some leadership speaking. I do human performance stuff on the side. Uh, you can reach me at JJP214, which is my Bud's class number, at gmail.com. Okay. Say it one more time. JJP214 at gmail.com. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And then we were talking, you're, you're wanting to write a book at some point. I would, I would love to. Yeah. Explore the well, books, but I think I, I have some great subject matter that is relevant. I think you do. And uh, we will have you back on here and promote that. Awesome. Looking forward All right. To it. Thanks, JJ. Thanks, Thanks for listening to the No Gray Areas podcast. To dive deeper into the story, be sure to subscribe, follow us on social media, and check out nograyareas.com.